currently when you're when you're trying to start something new you're going to have to dedicate a lot of time to it for the education piece getting educated is very important you're listening to the right club podcast where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live come grow with us and join our community at the and now your hosts sarah larby and alfonso salami Hello, Right Club Nation. This is Danielle Saint-Jean, one of the co-founders. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Have you checked out The Rock yet? What's The Rock? Well, it's the Right Club online community, a place where you can go to find your real estate investing and business answers and network with like-minded people. We have interactive forums, all the podcast episodes and hours of videos with a wide range of real estate investing, training and education and much more. It's free to join. So be sure to come grow with us at therightclub.com. Now on with the podcast. Welcome back, Right Club community. It's another episode of the Right Club podcast with me, Alfonso Slemmy, along with my co-host, Sarah Larby. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm doing awesome. How are you? I am doing great. It's uh, it's an awesome day. We're getting pounded with snow in February. Gotta love it. Can't travel to any warm resorts or beaches or anything like that. So what are we going to do? We're going to record some awesome podcasts for the community. So uh, well, And the awesome. other thing I would just say, because I know you're saying this is in February, but by the time that people listen to it, it'll be like two or three months ahead. And we do this on purpose because we want to have that work-life balance. And Alfonso and I love the summer. So between May 2-4 and Labor Day, there are no podcast recordings, but I want to make sure, and Alfonso wants to make sure, and the Right Club wants to make sure that you guys still get your weekly dose of the Right Club podcasts. And uh, so we batch them and then we release them. But just that way, because you're saying on February and somebody's listening to this, they're like, in June or May. Great point. Great point. And that reminds me when I was a kid, it was harder to get like doctor's appointments because remember Dr. Summer off because that they would, you know, <laughs> the doctors would take the summer off. So yeah, we're, we're the investor summer off, right. Or, or at least toning it down just a little bit. So that's why we do batch them. But yeah, so hopefully this cold day in February is warming you up in May or June or whatever this is dropping, but uh, awesome, awesome interview with, uh, with Eric Doyle today. You know what he's, you know, fairly new, you know, two, two and a half years. He was an investor before he became a realtor. Uh, dropped a real cool little tidbit that you got to listen to the podcast for of how he was able to persevere and get through something that, you know, maybe some of us have dealt with, right? Uh, you know, not necessarily things going to plan right from the beginning. And, and then, you know, that grit that got him through. So you want to pay attention to that in the podcast. And and uh, again, uh, for, for Eric and for the whole Elevation team, huge, huge supporters of the Right Club community and help so many of our investors actually buy the real estate that they're doing these transactions and, and making these amazing deals with and in great, great partners. So um, yeah, real, real pumped for this uh, podcast. Me too. Let's bring him in. Eric, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me. I am excited to have you on. You're, uh, you're part of the Elevation Realty team and you've done a great job supporting investors so far. But before we get into that, I know you're also a real estate investor. Are you able to share how you originally got started in your own journey and, uh, and why real estate investing? Sure. Um, so I was realistically always interested in real estate investing, uh, mostly for the time freedom and financial freedom that I could grant me. I always had these dreams of, you know, starting out uh, living on the beach and having passive income cover all the expenses and that sort of stuff. So I was working a full-time job at the time, uh, parking supervisor for, uh, for a company in Toronto. And 
during my journey, I met uh, Stefan Arnio. I read a bunch of his books. He offered a free ticket. So I flew up to Winnipeg, not knowing anyone. And that is where I met Dylan. So I met Dylan Suter, who I'm sure many of you know. Um, we we got to talking. We're from the same area. Uh, he basically asked me to get my license to learn more about real estate investing and to become a realtor. I had never been in a sales job or anything like that before. So that was a complete change. Uh, but I just dove right in, uh, both feet first, head first, honestly. And now I'm uh, now I'm on his team doing fairly well. Yeah, yeah, that that's awesome, Eric. And first of all, you know what? Like, congratulations to you. That how, how many years ago that was when, when you went out to Winnipeg? Uh, two, two years ago. Okay, yeah. so awesome. Two years ago, you know, having this inclination that you know you're interested in investing. You, you know, you want the the you know the the margarita on the beach type of lifestyle, right? You're thinking of that and you're going, hey, you know what? Let's go to Winnipeg. Let's see what's going on. Taking that opportunity, taking that risk. That's where it always gets started, right? Then you're making that connection. I remember uh, you just, I think you're just new learning uh, learning from Dylan the first couple of times. You were actually out to the live Right Club events and, and you were soaking it all up in. We were networking afterwards at the, uh, I think it was the Boston Pizza or the, uh, the Tailgate Trump, whatever the, the restaurant was around the corner. We were there till like midnight talking about real estate and you were just like, what? How does this work? And you were just like a sponge. So congrats to you for, for taking that plunge and, and getting that and really immersing yourselves into it. Right. And, and, you know, in, in two short years or two long years, depending on uh, the way you look at it, you definitely probably learned a lot. I know conversations that we've had, uh, you yourself were actually the one uh, that had found the duplex conversion that, uh, that I did that we burned out in, in Hamilton. So, you know, I, obviously from just starting out to where you are now, I'm sure you have a lot of favorite strategies, you know, you work with several different investors, seeing them doing different things with the properties. You're the boots on the ground, getting them tied up and getting them to own those contracts. But what are some of the favorite strategies that you've seen or, or even, you know, before the two years that you're like, well, I, I love that. I want to do more of that. I know you're doing some flipping yourself. So uh, talk about what your favorite strategy or what you're seeing out there currently. Sure. So currently I'm doing flipping uh, and this market is extremely hard to do, which is unfortunate if you're trying to, to do that strategy. Uh, my favorite investing strategy of all time is actually, and not to Sarah, it's the Burr strategy. Um, I like doing Burrs on big multifamily properties, like three to 20 units, we'll say. Uh, that's my favorite kind of strategy because you're able to put more capital in, you're able to raise the value of the building and then refinance it uh, with preferable financing and get the most of your capital out. It's harder to do with lower units, but that's, that's my favorite strategy of all time eventually moving into apartment buildings, but it'll be down the road. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Enjoying this podcast? Then you might want to listen to REI Branded Podcast too. If you're looking to build your real estate investing business, reach more people and stand out from the competition, and you want to listen to the REI Branded Podcast. My name is Paul Copcut, and every day I work with busy real estate investors like you who want to stand out from the crowd and attract more of the right business opportunities without having to attend all the networking events, Zoom meetings, be glued to social media, or feel too salesy. I love figuring out the latest strategies, hacks, and ideas that help them do that. And I want to share with you what works and what doesn't. That's why the REI branded podcast is for you. It's about marketing your real estate investing business, but from a brand perspective, because marketing is how you get their attention but branding is why they choose you. On the REI Branded Podcast, we look to decode and uncover what makes a real estate investor brandtastic 
and how you can apply it to your own real estate investing business to attract the right leads, right partners, and right clients every time. Go to your favorite podcast app to download or find us at reibranded.com. Thank you. And now back to the show. Very cool. So you've got some experience. I also want to say, you know, speaking of multifamily, one of my students uh, you worked with and found them a really awesome six unit in Georgetown. And you were able to get like five of six of those units empty to, to reset rents, which was really cool. Like you don't get those often. So congrats on, on also being a successful realtor in addition to doing a great job uh, investing yourself in real estate. So, I mean, you're, you're fairly new. You've got two years in, you know, have you, have you seen there's good and there's bad to, to real estate investing? Like, have you experienced any, any issues along the way or any downsides or, cause it's not all roses and butterflies. Um, and at some point you're in, in it long enough and you've got some problems, right? So, so as another new investor, maybe listening to this, what kind of advice would you give them? And, and can you share like maybe a situation that you maybe have dealt with in the last couple of years? Sure. So the worst investing, I guess, issue or story that I ever had was actually on my first flip hadn't really done a flip before and it was all hard money. So as you know, that's expensive over time. So I purchased off a wholesaler and I got a great deal. Thankfully, it actually saved the deal. However, when I actually got in, what I didn't know is there was 15 cats living in the property at the time. And then all those 15 cats, there is, uh, I would say millions of fleas in every single level of the house. So when I walked inside after closing day, a white socks on came outside, they were black and if no, the strategy to actually get rid of fleas is to spray every single wall, every single floor, to rip up the carpet, spray everywhere. And it usually takes three to four months for them actually to die. So now I am three to four months behind on a project that I'm carrying with hard money. And it's just very expensive eating a hole in my pocket. And I can't really do anything for those four months. Uh, so there was, there was a lot of sleepless and stressful nights there, just making sure kept everything else super tight to budget. So I still came out in the black and thankfully I did, but that's uh, one of my favorite stories as a learning lesson, but also just killed me. Yeah. And you know what? And, and good for you, right? That's your first one out of the gate, right? You hear about all this passive investing and, you know, have your money work for you and, you know, the rich dad, poor dad mentality and get right into it. And then boom, reality right in the face, right? That delays the problem. So maybe what, what are a couple of things that you learned and, you know, who did you reach out to? Who was your sphere of influence at the time? And, and how has that evolved and changed in the last little bit so that, you know, if you do get another flea problem and you'll know exactly what to do this time, right? Much easier the second time around. But if there is an unforeseen issue or problem, um, you know, how, how did the team come in to help and who are those people that, uh, that you reached out to? Sure. So I guess the number one lesson I learned is uh, check for cats. <laughs> if there's a, if there's 15 cats in a house, you're probably, uh, you're probably expecting issues. Um, but what really saved me is the team around me. So the, the team that uh, Dylan has built over the past, I would, I would say a couple of years or five, six years, he's been in real estate and in more in business, uh, just re relying on him and relying on some of his contractors and contacts that we can manage that, uh, that problem and make sure it go, everything else goes smooth according to plan and there's no more delays so that it will make up for, for that unforeseen consequence. So it's really just having the right power team around you, you know, like the proper contractors for each job, specialists, um, like we had a foundation issue in that uh, first flip as well. So I was, I was lucky to have a foundation guy on, on hand that I could also bring in and he, uh, he solved the problem with very little downtime. 
Yeah, absolutely. Team is important. I mean, as real estate investors, we could not be where we are today if it wasn't for people that are much more knowledgeable in their field than we are, right? From a financing mortgage broker standpoint, lawyer, your, you know, your structural engineer and all of those, those trades, you know, it is important to have the right people on your team. And that is going to potentially make or break your success, especially early on. If you don't have the right team, you could have, you know, in this situation lost, lost a lot of money, but you had some people that were competent and, you know, been able to, to still be, like you said, gotten the black, despite how expensive that, that hard money was, but let's talk about hard money for a second and in, you know, where, where you found it. And, and roughly, like, what are the costs of hard money these days? And what are the pros and cons of using hard money? So maybe you can talk to us about hard money. Sure. So specifically hard money, where I found it is actually from the Mortgage Alliance team, uh, Angie Pettyjohn, the Pettyjohn team. Um, that's usually who I use for all my uh, hard money flips. Current mortgage or current rates, I guess, are 9% interest, 2% uh, lender fee, 1% broker fee for a standard mortgage. They are, it's around 17% for construction loans, uh, 1% lender fee, and then the down payment is also uh, 9, 2, and 1. So it can get very expensive, especially if you're carrying log projects over a long period of time. But the reason why I enjoy using that is you can scale. So virtually, if you, if you find a project that work, you, you can scale up to infinite amount of projects at a time. As long as you can manage it, you have the contractors for it, you have the team around to actually do it, then you are not capped out with your own capital. You can take on more and more projects and scale as your expertise grows. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, Right Club Nation, I just wanted to take a moment and introduce you to today's podcast sponsor, privatebuyers.ca. On your team of experts, you're going to want to make sure that you have a great wholesaler that's going to bring you some great deals off market. So most real estate investors, they're struggling to find their next deal. Private buyers, they help investors by bringing them some off-market opportunities at under market value so that they can make more money. These discounted real estate deals are not on the MLS. They've been found by privatebuyers.ca who will then send them to your inbox. And they're also gonna focus on your criteria and your goals and send you some tailored deals that match your needs. It's just really simple, guys. Just go to privatebuyers.ca, fill out the form and start getting and seeing some available off-market opportunities. Privatebuyers.ca. Now back to the podcast. And now back to the show. Yeah, I, I love that. And you know, sometimes that, that's what we're kind of maybe all grown up with or, or learn or what, what's more prominent out there in the media is like all oh, the hard money lending. No, that's expensive. Don't don't use that. But really it's unlocking so that, that potential to do the, the third one, the fifth one, the tenth one after that, right? And, and kind of untapping it. So, you know, say I have found that project and I'm like, you know what, I can afford this. Nine percent, no problem. You know what, I can sustain that. Okay, those the, the, the broker fee, the lending fees. What's the criteria that you're preparing, that you're lining up so that you can bring it to, you know, private lender A, B, and C and then kind of negotiate? What, what are the things that they're typically looking for and that you're going to have to have ready to present to them? Sure. So they're typically looking for you having experience in real estate investing. Uh, so they, they generally try not to give you uh, that sort of financing for your first one. Like if for a new investor that's trying to do their first flip and then doing a lot of hard money um, loans, you can get buried real quick if you don't know what you're doing. Uh, so that they try to look for experience first. Secondly, they have their fallbacks. They prefer you own a property in your own name just for a collateral as well as have capital to cover if something goes wrong. So those are the three main criteria they look for. 
uh, just to make sure you're not going to be, you know, $500,000 in debt at the end of the day. And you'll be <laughs> like pulling your hair, wondering how to pay that back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I got no hair to pull, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, you've used too much hard money already. It's all gone. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It, that's, that's why we say, right. It's not about the money. You know, sometimes it's, it's more about the deal. The money will come and it might make sense to use hard money and you might need to use hard money because depending on the, you know, whether you can qualify for financing or not, what your strategy is, because if you're flipping, it might make more sense to just use private money or, or hard money and get in and get out. Um, but it's, and sometimes the properties that you're buying don't qualify for a typical institutional, you know, mortgage either because they're in rough shape and, you know, red flagged. So there's lots of reasons, but, you know, money is not the hardest thing to find. It's just, it's the good deals and, and your exit strategies and what you're doing uh, with those, those different deals and, and properties and, and building your team. And then I think the rest just kind of falls into place. And I know what, that we're, we're saying this and it sounds easy, but you know, we all started somewhere at some point we started by the first one and then we started learning and then we started building our team, but money is easier to find than a lot of other things. Right. I mean, to me, if I had a deal and I had no money, I'd probably bring in a partner or find, uh, you know, somebody that wants to come into, and, and if it's the deal is good enough, people will come or somebody will say, I'm going to like loan hard money on this deal because I can see the exit strategy. So you just have to have the right team to be able to shop that around. So I, Eric, I want to take a little bit of a, you know, a, a step in a different direction because you've been working for, in my opinion, one of the best real estate realtor teams. One of the things that, you know, you're learning is, is sales and, and strategy and working with investors. What are some of the things that you've learned? Because I, I know when you mentioned you were starting with Steph and Arneo, you didn't really have a whole lot of experience or experience in sales or experience in, you know, so, so maybe walk us through your journey and, and how you maybe self-developed and became successful at, uh, at doing a realtor job. Sure. So I was, a, I was actually an investor first. I, started, I got my first property with, uh, through Rockstar Real Estate. Um, and then quickly after that, I found I was capped out. So I, I put all my capital in for the first property. That's, that's why I went to Stefan Arno after. So getting into a sales job after that, uh, I would say the biggest thing, the biggest change is you need a huge mindset shift. So I would say that's the biggest thing in, in all aspects of real estate personally, but you'll need a huge mindset shift for something in sales you're not really going to be able to, you know, kick it around the water cooler for seven hours a day and then expect some sort of return. It takes a lot more time to get started, especially if you don't have sales skills at the start. And it took way more time and effort to get the momentum rolling and the ball rolling than, than I just thought it would. Commission only can be extremely rough. So if you don't follow like proven models and systems, and this could also apply to real estate investing, if you don't find, if you don't follow proven models and systems it's for consistent effort it's going to be very difficult for you to scale and for you to grow as a, as a person and as a business yeah yeah absolutely and you know what i'm gonna kind of make a statement for everyone that's listening and whether you think you are or you're not it's everyone is in sales in their own personal life at their jobs where you're currently working if it is within real estate and the investing uh, with our with our partners in our life we're always you know trying to convey our idea maybe our way of thinking a different spin on it right so when you're 
saying, oh, no, I, I don't do sales or, you know, from your experience before that you said it took a little bit of time to ramp up. I know maybe sometimes some of the mind shifts and I know you're, you're pretty analytical and you're tight with the numbers. That's why you were so excited on that East End property. Like, oh, this is the one. Like, if you don't put an offer, I am, right? Like that kind of mindset. And, you know, shifting around of, you know, how do you, how do you, you know, win friends and influence people, right? One of the greatest books I've ever written, right? How do you, how do you convey those ideas and thoughts so that you can share those with others to say, hey, this is going to work. I'm on your team, right? And when you have an, a realtor or a realty team that have that investor mindset that want to help you propel and say, here, this is what you need to see. And they're giving you the blind spots. Before, you didn't even know they were there. Right. And, and they're helping you out. And that experience is huge. So uh, I know you, you've definitely taken a lot of courses. We've taken some classes together as well, too, with sales and stuff. And, and you, you're so right with that mind shift and that mind thought is just because you thought it doesn't mean it's right. So think of it and look at it from another opinion as well, too. So, um, yeah, so so you're fresh and you're talking about, you know, two, two and a half years, you invested first and you're going through those things. What is some of the advice that you give to those investors? I know you mentioned mindset, but I'm sure along the way, whether you sat in, you know, whether it was Stefan and, you know, rest in peace, Stefan or, uh, you know, the Rockstar guys or other or other communities that, that, you know, the right club for sure that you're talking and meeting new investors that are saying, oh, yeah, it's passive and you just invest and then you sit on the beach. What are some of the some of the advice, the good things? the bad things that you can share with uh, with new or even savvy investor, uh, investors out there? Sure. So I would say my first my first advice for new investors is just to jump all in. Uh, currently, when you're when you're trying to start something new, you're going to have to dedicate a lot of time to it for the education piece. Getting educated is very important and it takes longer than I would have expected to get educated in the in what we call the real estate investing game. So Jumping all in, getting educated, and having that mindset to connect with like-minded people, to uh, network for money partners if you don't have money, or if you do have money, you're looking for like an active partner to, to partner with. Um, so I'd say jumping all in is, is my number one advice. Uh, analysis by paralysis will kill you with your lack of opportunity cost more than, I mean, more than you can probably make in, in your lifetime. So... Absolutely. You know, great, great advice for, for new investors. What's next for you? I mean, you know, 2021, uh, lots of op options, lots of opportunities, uh, you know, and, and I know Dylan does, does goals. So I'm, I'm guessing you guys have goals probably for all of you guys. Are you able to share, you know, from a personal standpoint, what some of the goals are that you have for, for this coming year and, and maybe from a real estate standpoint and then a realtor standpoint? Sure. So my goal for my personal goal for this year, uh, from a real estate investing standpoint first, um, is to purchase seven flips this year and also purchase my big, my first big multifamily burr, which I can do it later in the end of the year. Uh, so that's my big, or that's my real estate investing goal. Sorry. Uh, as a realtor, I have a goal that I want to help, uh, five people get six figures net worth in their portfolio by the end of the year. So I've already helped two last year, and now we're just going to triple that and try to triple that in 2022 as well. So that's, that's my continuing goal going forward, just to help more people in real estate investing, teaching what I know, coaching them along the way, and just increasing their net worth and their freedom. And that's what we're all here for. I love that. I love that. And, and was that, I know I'm, I'm sometimes tough with the quotes, but Zig Ziglar, right? Help enough people 
get what they want and you're going to get everything you want. And, and that, that's awesome. Right. And, and for, like I said, case in point, I, I've seen you actually with the boots on the ground, working on it, running things down and, and you actually care as uh, each one of these investments is, as it's your own, it's like your own little child, like giving it to, you know, uh, a good investor that will take care of it and, and profit the maximum that they can with cash flow and all that. So um, awesome, awesome stuff. I, uh, I think it's time that we get to uh, our lightning round. So Eric, are you ready for the lightning round? I am ready for the world-famous lightning round, yes. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll-free at one 888 M-T-G-T-E-A-M. And check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. All right, Eric, here's question number one. What is the best advice that you have ever received from another investor or at a networking event? Uh, I would just go back to the get educated. I mean, it was the most important piece by far for my entire real estate journey, that and just jumping into it. So that's that's why that's my advice for for new investors. That's the most important advice I've ever received. And I'm glad I I risked it all and, and went in. Yeah, and, and we're, we're at a time in, in, in history where there's so much available, so much information, you know, free, not free, uh, very little investment to get started, get the ball rolling and really in any flavor that, that you want, right? And, and a good place to start would be at the rightclub.com where you can find a lot of these investors and a lot of their stories. So uh, yeah, great, great advice, Eric. All right, question number two, what is your favorite resource for real estate investing? Now that could be anything, a book, some training, you know, a person, what, what is, uh, what's your favorite resource? It's therightclub.com. I hate to uh, hate to plug your website, but you guys have you guys have a ton of members who are extremely knowledgeable in real estate. I mean, it's one thing to read a book, but it's another thing to talk to people who are actually doing this day in and day out and getting their experience, their expertise, their stories, coaching you along the way, and the relationships they can they can bring to you and you can bring to them uh, for mutual benefits. It's just networking groups are far more important, in my opinion, than than just reading a book. Awesome. That's great. Thanks, Eric. And number three, what is the one attribute, Eric, that has made you most successful? Uh, Dylan would call this being annoying, but it is, uh, it's grit. So uh, (laughs) uh, one one thing uh, I don't really share often is he actually fired me one time for being on the team. Uh, Before I started as a realtor, I started as an admin first just to learn a bit. And my mindset wasn't really there. I was still in the corporate, you know, like not my job kind of mentality. Uh, so it, it took that big wake up call for, more, for me to change my mindsets and just uh, have the grit to keep back, keep on going. So I have to ask before the next question, how did you get back in? So I, I got, my, <laughs> uh, got my real estate license and he basically said, okay, show me. And then uh, I just... Put it, put it in the work, put in the effort, and got the results. And that's uh, that. Now I'm back on the team, and I'm I'm glad I'm here. So, 
I didn't know that. That's a really, that's a, that, I mean, it's, it's actually a cool story, right? Because you, you took something where a lot of people might've given up and said, you know, this is not for me, but you actually got, you know, got back and said, you got to give me a chance. And you had that convincing attitude. And now, now look at you, you're you're like an all-star on the team. That's amazing. Oh, thank you. I I do. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That true grit, right? And that's usually not like the sexiest answer, just working hard and being persistent and, you know, over time and being, you know, knocking that one thing at a time, one thing at a time, those small little wins, but that's what's going to get you there, right? In case in point. Yeah. And thanks for that share. I, I love that. That's really cool, man. And um, all right. So to wrap up the lightning round, the last, last question of the lightning round on a typical Sunday morning, what are you up to? What are you doing? I, I am sleeping in. On a Sunday morning, that's the that's the day I try to take off uh, just to get my mind a break from real estate. So usually usually sleep in uh, way more than I do on the week. But that's it's not the sexiest answer. That's just uh, the truth. What, what does sleeping in mean, though? Because like that could be relative for many people. My oh. idea of sleeping in is like 7 a.m., maybe 7.30. Oh, Alfonso would be like noon. So I don't know. What is it? <laughs> that's, uh, that's a 10.30 for me. Okay. All right. So someone Dylan usually has me up during the week at like six, uh, just cause that's when, that's when I get the ball rolling with all my clients. Uh, it's just the schedule I built around. So I really enjoy those extra, those extra two hours just to give my mind a break on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, and, and Sarah, it's, it's only 12, depending on what's going on on the, the Saturday night before. So that, yeah, that, that's, that's, very, the, that's very, yeah, that's <laughs> right. So 10, yeah. 1030 depending. I, I remember right. Alfonso, like when I was working a job and I would wake up at like 4.30 or 5. I don't do that anymore. And you would go to bed at that time. And, <laughs> and like, it was just, it was insane. I've always been a morning person, not a night person though. I, I don't think I, you know, necessarily four o'clock, it, it needs to be done now that I don't, I don't have a job anymore. But beforehand, that was when I was, I like to go to the gym and get things done. But it, you know, not everyone's morning person, not everyone's a night there's, person. There's 24. Relative. There's 24 of them in a day, right? There's 24 <laughs> hours in a day. You get to pick which segments, which ones you use, right? So, you know what? Actually, that's a great, that's a great, uh, great segue. Right Club, Right Club community, what is sleeping in for you? So if you want to put in the comments of this podcast, get on the rightclub.com, uh, you know, hashtag Eric on there for, for being an amazing guest today. And we'll, let's, let's hear from you. Let's put it out to the community. What is, what do you consider sleeping in? Cause that's, uh, that's different for everybody. Like you said, that's so. true. That's true. All right. And on, an, on that note though, Eric, where can our right club community reach out if they wanted to find out more about you? Sure. So we can uh, reach out to Eric at elevationrealty.ca or you can find the whole Elevation Realty team at elevationrealty.ca. Awesome. Awesome. Eric, thank you so much for sharing your story, uh, for your, for, um, for just being an amazing member of the right club community. When we were in person, you were at those tables, shaking hands, meeting people. And now you're doing that virtually doing the, the street tours that we constantly have available at the right club as well, too. And elevation has been an amazing uh, supporter and sponsor, uh, and, and partner, uh, uh, really of the right club. So any last words of advice or anything that you want to uh, impart or share with the, uh, with the community before we wrap up? Yeah, I would just to say uh, I love everyone that's uh, that's into real estate investing. I love talking about this stuff. Uh, I love people that are interested in it. So I mean, I would like to meet all you like-minded people, uh, either virtually or back when at the Right Club when we're uh, when we're able to see each other in person. Awesome, Eric. It was a pleasure having you on. Thanks so much for being on our show. Thank you very much for having me.
That was awesome. Eric is great. I mean, he does have the grits and, uh, you know, I, I liked his cat flea story. I mean, we've all got a story where something went wrong and we had to maneuver through it. So that was, that was awesome. And, you know, he's just an overall great guy and he loves talking about real estate. So guys, you heard him reach out to him. If you want to have a real estate investing conversation, or you want him to show you some properties or whatnot, um, Alfonso, any big key takeaways for you? Yeah, I love that. You know, the same one that right out of the gate, the first investment, you know, running into those obstacles, running into those problems. And then the second piece that he shared, right, of, you know, not having the right mindset or, hey, that's not my job type of mentality. When we're investors, when we're business owners, everything's your job, at least oversee it or take care of it and make sure that it is getting done. So, you know, shifting that mindset and getting into the right frame of mind. So that, that was my big takeaway. And Right Club community, huge ask, you know, if you can, please rate, review this podcast. It helps us get out there to impact and help so many more investors along their journey to getting to where they want to be and visit therightclub.com. Check out the forums, the, the calendar. We have events coming out every week. We're going across Canada. So many, so many good things. Lunch and learns that we're doing with some of our amazing partners, learning all those different aspects to build your team and everything that you need for the, the business of real estate investing. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. And Sarah, I'm going to give it to you. What do we always say? We say, come grow with us. Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.